Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. Today's episode is about community in all of its forms. Community is defined as a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic or interest in common. Community is now an online buzzword, but I also want to talk about offline community in real life. My first experience with community was as a child in our neighborhood. I grew up in a mid-sized suburb of Chicago, about 80,000 people, but our neighborhood itself was like a small town. At one point, I counted, and there were over 60 kids on our block alone, from toddler to teen. The families on our block were particularly close. Both the kids and adults were best friends. In the summer, we went out to play at nine and came in when we were called to dinner. Kind of idyllic, or at least that's how I remember it. The women in the neighborhood had a weekly support group. It was during the time of the women's movement, and they were beginning to really find themselves and discover their careers. The men hung out on porches, drinking, watching the big game, or fixing something. And my neighborhood had lots of parties, block parties, picnics, Halloween parties, mostly organized by my dad, who was dubbed the mayor of Maple Avenue because he was the self-appointed social organizer. We could walk into any other home on the block and ask for something, a drink of water, or if Billy could come out to play. Every adult took care of every kid. It was like the village in Hillary Clinton's It Takes a Village. During the school year, school was our community too, especially the activities. There was choir, sports teams, band, theater, all little communities in their own right. After I graduated college and became a real grown-up, I found it harder to find community. When I moved into my first apartment in the city, I didn't know anyone in the neighborhood and still didn't know anyone two years later when I moved out. Oh, there was a cute single guy who lived across the hall, but I was too shy to talk to him or ask him out. We waved and said hi, but that was about it. Then I moved to Los Angeles, and if you know anything about L.A., you'll know it's really difficult to make friends there. The mindset really is not based on community. It's about getting cast or getting your script produced. The entertainment industry is the reason most people move to town. And within that community, people really don't want much to do with you unless you can help them with their career. I tried making friends at work, but LA is so spread out that it's hard to get together after hours or on weekends when you lived hours apart from each other. The best you could do is maybe have a drink after work. You would really don't know your neighbors in LA. Everyone kind of keeps to themselves. Even when I lived on a cul-de-sac with only eight houses, I never really knew my neighbors more than that wave or hello. I used to joke with my daughter that 
when we moved in, nobody brought us a pie. I thought at least someone should bring us a pie. After living in L.A. for over 10 years, I had maybe a handful of friends. But friends I didn't see very often. But one thing that fixed this was joining my alumni club. I found that there were many people who had gone to my university back in the Midwest that lived in L.A., and we had a lot in common. Our particular alumni club was divided into two parts, those who were in the entertainment industry and those who weren't. So our side, the non-entertainment club, was more social and kind of filtered out those what-can-you-do-for-me people. I made a lot of great friends in the alumni club, and that became my community in L.A. And then I moved to the mountains. I knew I'd have to start all over again, but it was my dream to live among nature and get away from the urban sprawl. The only person that I knew when I moved here was my real estate agent. I knew I wanted to get to know more people, so I immediately joined the Chamber of Commerce and started attending their women in business luncheons. But something else happened. My neighbors actually came over and introduced themselves. They didn't bring pie, but they would leave me fresh veggies from their garden. I was really amazed. We would stop and talk on the street. And I found that my neighbor across the street was also an author. And so we started an author's group too, and we became close friends. I found my meditation group a dog-friendly wine bar, the library, the local rescue group, an enclave of artists. And even though this is a primarily conservative area, there's even a Mountain Democrats club. I found my peeps. I found my community within this small town. Community is important to happiness and peace. It's especially important if you're single like me and might need help with something, but also important if you're a couple to expand your circle and have activities and relationships outside of your nuclear family. In fact, studies have shown that your happiness level is affected by how connected you are with a supportive community. Communities not only help us emotionally and socially, but also give us a sense of safety that someone will be there in times of need. And that's especially important to me, a single person who lives in a remote location where the nearest hospital is an hour away. I needed to build a support system in case of an emergency. So now let's talk about online communities. Even before the internet was open for public use in the mid-90s, people have been finding online communities in forums and old bulletin board systems, if you're old enough to remember those, the old BBSs. Finding people who were interested in the same things you were. It was so empowering, and many great friendships were forged virtually, and even romances. One of my good friends met her husband in a graphic design forum, and they are now happily married for 10 years and have two kids. Online communities are important because even if there's nobody in your neighborhood, school, or town that has your same interest, you'll find someone in the world online who does. 
And it's fun and empowering to find people like yourself with the same interests. But you also have to have a balance. Your online community can support you emotionally, but your physical community can support you in real life. If my car's in the shop or I'm sick and I need groceries, I know I could call anyone, a neighbor or a friend here in my little town, and I could get help, and I've done so. There have been fundraisers for community members in need. The one thing my small town does really well is take care of each other, whether you're a friend or a stranger. There are service organizations, churches, and even just groups that come together to help others. Right now, we're experiencing one of the biggest wildfires in the history of our area, and people are offering rooms and homes and spaces for displaced people and pets. And just the other day, a group of people put on a barbecue for the firefighters in the area just to say thank you and to give them a hearty meal. The day my mom died, I posted it on Facebook, and within three minutes, my neighbor was at my door with a big hug. She said, if there's anything you need this week, let me know, even if it's just to let you alone. That's when I realized what community meant to me. People who were there for you. It's a little more difficult to find community in a larger city, but there are tools now to help you find your peeps. There's Meetup, Facebook, Nextdoor. So I encourage you to get to know your neighbors, find your peeps, offer to help with something, or bring your neighbor a pie, or even some veggies. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. If you have feedback about this or any other episode, write me at laura at thepeaceful.life. I'd like to do a small shout out to listener and online friend, Diana Barnett. She sent me a gift this week of a microfiber dish towel with a gorgeous kookaburra on it straight from Australia. I have to say that it came in very handy this week. I got stung by a wasp in three places on my hand and arm, and this lovely soft towel has been on my arm constantly as a cold compress. So thank you again. You can check out Diana's Facebook page called Humans with Gratitude. It's very lovely, and her podcast is called The Toxic Fox Show. Thank you, Diana, for this lovely and timely gift. Remember, you are a spectacular human being. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.